I'm Nicole Fowles. We have our e-bulletin available online with links to our Connect form and website. You can access this by opening the camera app on your iPhone or Android device and pointing it at the QR code on the screen. If you're new with us today, we're so glad you've joined us. Please connect with us by going to presschurch.tv or by snapping the QR code with your device and clicking on the I'm New link. This is not a commitment to anything, but an opportunity for us to support you and thank you for joining us. Woven, our women's weekly Bible study, will be meeting tomorrow, Monday, from 7 to 8.30 p.m. at our PAL campus. For more information, please contact Krista Hoffman at cfhoffman at yahoo.com. Each Monday night from 6 to 8.15 p.m., we partner with the Dream Center in Delaware to deliver groceries to families in need. We build relationships with these families and grow in our own faith as we serve others. You can volunteer once or twice a month or even weekly. To find out how you can participate, please contact Pastor Jason at jason.allison at presschurch.tv. Registration is now open for the IF Local Women's event on March 4th and 5th at our POP campus. Registration is $20. If you would like to register, please go to iflocal.com or go to the table in the middle of the lobby. For any additional information, please contact Chrissy Bontrager at chrissy.bontrager at presschurch.tv. Today from 3.30 p.m. 5 p.m., Press Youth will be going to Coliseum X Laser Tag. This costs $20 per person and every child must bring a signed waiver. We have waivers on our website. For more information, please visit our website, presschurch.tv, or email Rhonda Litton at rhonda.litton at yahoo.com. If you would like to join Press Church in making a difference in this community, there are four ways you can support us financially. If you're visiting a campus in person, there is a box by the back exit of the Worship Center where you can drop your support as you leave. If you would prefer to send a check, please send it to 8794 Big Bear Avenue, Powell, Ohio, 43065. The easiest way to give is by visiting visiting our website or texting any amount to the number 84321. Let's celebrate everything God has given us and support the community both locally and globally. Now let's prepare to engage what God has for us today. Good morning, everybody. How are we doing this morning? Okay, that's, that's, that's fine. I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Uh, for everybody watching online, we're glad that you're with us today as well. Um, leverage it. Uh, who likes to leverage stuff? You know, you know there's people like that. Like, they will leverage everything. For the, you, you know those people. I have a couple in my life that no matter what it is, they will, they will find a way to use it. Uh, and, and use it well and get something out of it. And so how do we take everything that we are, everything we've been given, our past, our gifts, our resources, our personalities, how do we take all of that and leverage it? And that's really what this series is about. How do we take everything that we have and leverage it? Before I jump too far into it, I do want to recognize this morning uh, all the people that make uh, Press Church happen. Uh, there's a lot of people throughout the week uh, that volunteer time and resources and energy. Uh, we've got worship teams that come here that they practice on other nights of the week. We've got production teams that are working on lights and different things. We've got children's ministry. We've got, I mean, there's so many people that play into 
this church, that make this happen. And so if, let's just, can we get a round of applause for everybody who, I know like there's people in the children's ministry this morning that's not going to understand and realize that we're doing this. There's people who do so much. Uh, we've got a group of retired guys that come here on Wednesdays and they take care of the building. We just had a fire code inspection. I mean, these are the things you just don't think about, right? And, and they're sitting here like, well, we've got to make sure this exit, you know, isn't blocked and we've got to have all of our door. I mean, it's so nice that I don't have to think about all this. Uh, and we passed. We passed all of our inspections. So we are a safe facility. Just, just so thanks to all the, all the guys who are part of that. But it's amazing. We, you, you never know. Uh, how many people are involved in doing something. You may see me up here. You may see the worship team. It's, it's easy to see some of the visual things uh, and miss the amount of leveraging part of who they are. You have guys who are very mechanically sound. They're leveraging that to fix the building, to take care of things. You've got people who love kids and youth. We have youth group directors who are pouring into our, our youth. And it's, it's great. And this is, this is the beauty of the body of Christ that we come together and each of us are able to do something. And so I just want to make sure that we recognize that. And it's a beautiful example of people leveraging what they've been given. So this week, Pastor CR, Pastor Jason, and myself, we hopped in the car. We started talking some more. So let's take a look at the video this week. I can understand why somebody might go i do not get this series at all <laughs> leverage it because we come up with these these titles and these names and it's like it is a little bit abstract you this know? one is the problem is that we're looking for something that we yeah. can do directly <laughs> yes that is the leveraging thing and it, it's really about our hearts and being in submission right, right? we started off yeah. with that last week right and so then out of that flows the things that God mm. uses in our life, right? But that's a key component. That feels weird. You that know what I mean? Feels like weird. It's, it's nuanced. <laughs> yes. You know, and like, that's hard to it's hard to grasp just, and roll with. Just tell me what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. Tell me how I'm supposed to do it, where right, I'm yeah. supposed to do it. So when we're talking this way, it just feels, it can feel like, uh, what does any of this matter? Right. And I like, guess it, that's the way it should be. <laughs> I, yeah. On some level. It, it, it is. What does any of this matter? I'm trying to reach my goals. I'm trying to pay my mortgage. I mean, we talk about press. The whole reason we have our yeah. name press, like we, we want to not just hear, we want to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. we, we want there to be a an, an, uh, bias for action, we say. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that is a really good way to frame this. Is like, of course, bias for action, that's what we have with press, this... Yeah pressing on right. concept but what good is pressing on if it's not done at, mm. as unto God we're talking about um, the deeper more meaningful uh, things of God yeah. mm. what does it mean to be transformed the renewing of your mind when the Bible says the renewing of your mind mm -hmm. what does that mean yeah. and if you go around trying to leverage something mm -hmm. without the renewing of your mind yeah yeah, yeah. Good. good luck. Yeah. Have fun yeah. with that. <laughs> right. Right. Because left to our own devices, we're, we're going to keep pushing, keep striving, and eventually we may get what we want, but then it's like, to what end? Mm -hmm. it, it does seem... That is the hard part, because renewing of your mind is retraining your 
mind on how to understand and process things. Mm-hmm. And, and so yeah. part of God's work in us is transforming, you know, the, the verse you're referencing, right? It says, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes. That, that's, that's God's work in you and you working with him to renew the way you see things mm-hmm. so that you can look at your past, your future, your, you know, all this stuff through the lens of submitted to God. Yes. You can't do that without God and without submitting yourself to him. Mm-hmm. And so that's really, I, I feel like what you're saying in this, the crux of this is, hey, are you willing to allow God to change the way you see things so that you can leverage any of it for his kingdom and his glory? Yes. Yeah, we all like to, to think uh, the way we like to think. Right, we 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 have the right thoughts in our head. We think the proper way. There's there's something I see in our society today. Um, we're bad at waiting. We're really bad at waiting. Um, we are a very impatient society. Uh, you see, you know everything. We're the microwave society, right? You just you pop it in a minute and a half later. I mean, who knows about all the science that goes into it? Whatever. We're probably gonna, who knows, but. I don't know how I don't I don't know how that works, but it, it seems too good to be true, right? Uh, but we're bad at that. We want it quick. We want it fast. We want it easy. And I see it in the way that uh, our our media is, and even in like articles. If you go online and you look at articles, the headlines, it's like this big, big headline, right? It's a big hit, and then you start reading through it, and it's like, you made that sound way more cool than what it should have been. But we like that, right? We like that big. We're we're drawn to like that. That big idea, that big thing, we want it quick. I know for me, I'm, I'm drawn to like articles like the five best, right? You guys ever, it's like the five best ways to fix your golf swing, the five best diets, the five best rice cookers, right? If you heard my sushi story last week, now it's that. It's like, what are the best rice cookers out there? Because I don't want to ruin my sushi again. Uh, but that's what it is, right? I don't want to do the work into like actually figuring out why something is good. Just tell me what it is. Just tell me what, what's the best thing. I want it quick. I want it easy. I just want to know. I don't want to, I don't want to go through that work. We eat that stuff up. And it's everywhere. It's how, it's, like I said, you go online, you see it everywhere, all these articles. And we take something that's so complex and so uh, nuanced, and we whittle it down to, like, oh, just these three or four or five points that, that once we read them, it, like, sounds great. But it's like, okay. And we just keep reading those things. We keep going through diets. We keep going through new swing tips that are going to cure your slice if you play golf. We're trying to find that one thing that just fixes everything. We want the Cliff Notes version, right? I want the, I want the Cliff Notes version for life. Give it to me. And it's like, when are we going to recognize, when are we going to like realize that it's, it's, there's no magic bullet? Unless you have that blender. Isn't there a blender called the magic bullet? All right, so you can have that magic bullet. But we want that. We want it just to be quick. We want it to be easy. We want it to be fast. And that's not how life is. I, I think that, that we get to this point in life that, that we have to make a decision to say, you know what, sometimes growing is hard. Sometimes moving forward is hard. And I'm going to put in that hard work. Today we're going to talk about leveraging our past. How do we leverage our past? What do we do with our past? How do we leverage that? And we can fall into the same mindset that we just talked about, this quick, easy mindset when we talk about our past. 
just tell me what I'm supposed to do. Tell me how to get over those pains. Tell me how to utilize the things that I, the good things that I have. We just want the quick Cliff Notes version. We want it, and we want it now. But life is more complex than that. But yet we want that. That is what we strive for, and there's no easy formula. There isn't, no matter how much we do. Here's what I know about our paths. Our paths have incredible power over us. It's amazing how something that, 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 that's happened years ago can still be so vivid in our minds. That pain that we felt still feels real today. That fear still feels so real. It could be years ago, 20, 30, 40 years ago, and yet you still remember. It's still right there in your mind. It's amazing how powerful that is. And what's crazy is without us even realizing it, we are changed by our past. Our past influences very much how we think and live today. The reason you do some of the things that you do stems from something that happened 20 years ago or five years ago, depending on how old you are. It's powerful. Last series, we talked about crazy indicators. Crazy train series, these crazy indicators. And we talked about how our past greatly influences those crazy indicators. Things that hurts and pains, how, how they, they produce themselves in our relationships. And how this, this past, is just they, they're these damaging characteristics that we have either had to deal with from other people or we ourselves have because of pains from our past. But now we actually have to work through, how are we going to move forward from that? How do we move forward and use it for good? Can there be good? Where is the good? Is it good? Is it something that needs to be forgotten, or is it something that God can use or wants to use? How do we reconcile that? But it goes back to, our lever, to, our, to, the, to the sermon last week, that a surrendered life is a life that can be leveraged. We have this. It's in us. We have our past. We have our, our, the characteristics that we have, our flaws. All of it, we have. How are we going to use that? How do we actually surrender that? And so this word leverage, this is, this is going to be the working definition that we're going to use. Leverage is using something to maximum potential. So if you've had trouble following it all, with what does leverage mean? We're talking about using it to its maximum potential. I'm going to use a little mental exercise here. There's, there's going to be two types of people listening to me today. There's going to be the first type of person is, is if you've put your faith in Jesus Christ, if you believe in Jesus, that he is God, he died and rose again, that you put the, you, you're going to be in one category of people that's, that's here listening online. There's going to be another category that, that you haven't done that. You, you may have your questions, your doubts, or you're, you're moving in that direction, but you haven't made that, that commitment to really be like, yes, I believe that Jesus is the Messiah, he's my Savior. So there's two camps of people, and I'm not like trying to be divisive here, I'm just... In, in the way that you listen to me, there's going to be two types of people. If you're number two, uh, you probably won't agree with many statements that I make today, uh, but keep listening. It's good. And for number one, if you do believe in Jesus, you've put your faith in Jesus Christ. You acknowledge his sovereignty. That's a big word for basically saying you, you are acknowledging his supreme power, his authority in your life. So what does that mean? 
In, in Colossians 1, 15 through 17, it says, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. Talking about Jesus. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things are held together. This is expressing the sovereignty of God. Showing the sovereignty. If you're acknowledging this, if you're acknowledging that you believe this, then the only reasonable thought, or it's only reasonable to suggest that through the work of God in our life is the only way that we can be fully leveraged. If this is true about God, if his sovereignty, if if he is truly sovereign, truly powerful, has all authority, then it's only through him that we can fully be leveraged. If you believe that, then that's the only reasonable conclusion. He made everything. He's so powerful. How could I ever reach full potential if I don't believe that? So what do we do with our past? What does that have to do with our past? Because the past is gone, yet it still holds so much, so many of us captive. The past is gone, yet we still have these thoughts that are vivid in our minds. These feelings creep back into us, these fears and these pains This anger starts creeping back. How do we give that to God? How can we leverage that? I can understand God's powerful and all, but what good would come from that? And this is why our past is so powerful, because whether we acknowledge it or not, it's playing a part in how we live. If we think of our past, our past is stored in, in memories. We have memories. We have thoughts. Do you know the power of a thought? Do you realize how powerful thoughts are in our life? Guys, you remember the first time you went to ask a girl out? You're all nervous. Hands are sweating. Oh, hope she says yes. If you're one of the lucky ones, she said yes the first time. But if she didn't say yes... Do you know what happens? What happens the next time you go to ask a girl out? Ooh, the thoughts. Those thoughts come into your head. Now all of a sudden, she might say no. And so that thought is very powerful in your mind. That confidence and that swag you had going into that first call, like, hey, we're going to, now it's gone. Now you're like, oh, there's a potential for failure here. It's amazing how these thoughts can interact with the, the actions. How these thoughts can make us weak or scared. If you're in sales, you see it. You get a sale, you get on a roll. You got that confidence, everything's going good. But if you have a dry spell, if, if, if you're not getting any sales, man, every client, it feels awkward. It feels like, oh, this isn't going to go good. There's that, that feeling in your chest that you're just... Oh, I want to sail so bad. I just, I just need that one to get that momentum back. And it's amazing how those thoughts play in. Nothing else has changed. That client doesn't know what happened with your last client. But yet you, you bring in that, that thought, that mentality of I might not get this. And so you go in hesitant. You go in scared. Thoughts are powerful. And that's my next point is this. Our thoughts inform our actions. 
What's going on in here plays out in our actions. Imagine for a second that your memory was erased. You don't remember anything. What would you be afraid of? What skill would you not know? Would you make similar friends? Would you be more creative? Would you be more free to do something you used to be afraid of? Now, I realize it's, it's somewhat ridiculously hypothetical to, to do this exercise, but there's, there's something that, that I know. I limit myself because of fears that stem from my past. There's things that have happened to me that make me second-guess myself. If I didn't remember that, it would change how I act. If I didn't remember that, it would change what I do. The, the, the situation hasn't changed. It's in my head. And so if we actually forgot so how, how different would you live? What would you do differently? And it's amazing that we would think differently. Why? Because of a thought. We think different because of a thought. Thoughts are powerful. So what do we do with this? In Romans 2, it says this, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, in view of what we believe about God, his grace, Jesus dying and rising again, in view of this, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. This goes back to week one. Surrender. Holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. And then here it is. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. We start off talking about how the only way we, we truly leverage it is to surrender it. All right? So we said le to, to leverage it is to surrender it. Why? Because it's only through God that we meet maximum potential. This is big. If you, if you don't believe this, like th this is foundational. I feel like the older I get, the more I, th this becomes true to me. The more I see that I'm limited. The more I see that I can't do without God. I remember when I was younger, I, I questioned this a lot. I'm like, what does it actually mean I can do anything without God? I seem, I seem to be able to control a lot of things. I think a lot of us fool ourselves into that. We feel that way. I can control a lot. And as I get older, I'm recognizing more and more how little I can actually control. And so this is so foundational to, to, to recognize that we need God. And in this verse, we see, we see this, uh, offer your bodies as a living sacrifice. There's the surrender piece. And then it says, do not conform, but be transformed. Do not conform. Do not stay bound to what this world says about you. Do not live to please yourself. Do not just follow what's happening but be transformed. This word transformed, transformation, you think of it like a, a, a butterfly, a caterpillar to a butterfly. The word metamorphosis. 
It's a powerful view, right? Do you view yourself like that? You once were a caterpillar. Have you been transformed? Are you being transformed? But how do we be transformed? How can we be transformed? How can we change? How can we get out of these bad habits? How can we get out of this bad mindset? How do we get out of continuing in my old ways and doing the same thing over and over again and struggling the same ways and doing the same patterns, the same habits, and looking back and nothing has changed? How do we get out about? How do we get out of that? We are transformed by renewing our minds. We are transformed by renewing our minds. This, this word renewal, renovation, complete change for the better. This is the acknowledgement of the power of our thoughts. When was the last time you thought through, what does God think about this? How would, how would God go through this situation? What would God want of me to do here? And it starts here. It starts with renewing our minds. It's right here. I can't tell you how many times I've talked to people who are stuck, and it's no one else that's keeping them stuck. It's themselves. They can't get past a thought. They can't get past the thought that they're not good enough. They can't get past the thought that what they did before does not define them now. They can't get past the thought that somebody let them down. That yes, it was unfair. I, I, I fall into this all the time. I have my wounds, I have my scars. And, and, I, and I recognize even myself, I keep talking about it. We, we joke, half the, you know, we see our Jason and I and Chrissy, we'll be, we'll be talking and we'll just start talking about our old past stuff and it'll come up. I'm like, why are we talking about this? Why do I let this have so much power over me? Why do I give this so much thought and energy? It's gone. It's done. I can't change it. And it's this thought And we, we just keep doing it. We stay stuck. I want to be transformed. I want to be changed. I don't want to be bound to that. I don't want to get 10 years from now and be struggling with the same things. Bound by the same things. Scared of the same things. Fearful of the same things. I don't want to do that. And yet we take it on ourselves. Like, well, if I talk about it a little more, maybe I'll get over it. If I read this book, you know, get that, find the best self-help book. There you go. The five best self-help books. So we look that up. And then we read the book. And all that sounds good, sure, yeah, it sounds great. What has changed? Absolutely nothing. What are you going to do? And until you realize you can't do enough, you can't be enough, it's going to stay the same cycle of trying and failing and trying. And oh, I learned a lot. I can tell you what this author says about it. 
And it's like we forget. God's like, hey, I'm right here. Surrender. You want to be transformed? I know how to do that by renewing your mind. By thinking differently. And this is the crazy thing, and this is the hard thing, and this is, this is where I can't always understand the work of God. There, there's, a, there's a weird spiritual element to this that's, that's tough, because we, again, we live, we live in this physical world. I can, I can see this, this water bottle. I know that if I open it and drink it, my thirst will be quenched for a little bit. I can feel this. I know this is going to hold something. And when we think about giving something to God, it can feel really messy. What does that even look like? I want to renew my mind. I want to be transformed. What's that, what's that look like? Maybe the first step is just saying, God, I, I need you to help me with this. When we renew our minds, we prove what God is doing. He says that in the verse here. He says, you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. That word prove, it's like recognizing is genuine. There's a genuineness there. So when we are transformed, when we are renewed, we are then able to go and do God's will. Talking about leveraging, right? So when my mind is renewed, now I can go and be in line with what God is doing. I can be a part of what God is doing. I can leverage who I am. You want to make a difference in the lives of the people around you, in this community? Renew your mind. From renewed mind comes renewed thoughts. And with renewed thoughts come actions that are then in line with what God is doing. I want that. I would much rather be doing what God is, is doing and where God is working than just, than just myself. And I, I think if we're honest, a lot of times we don't think that way. A lot of times we, 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 we like to say that that sounds good, like, oh, yeah, I want to I be working for God and I want to be doing good things. But really, uh, I don't know. What does that mean? Am I going to be looked at one of those weird Christian people if I do that? They talk kind of funny. They say some weird things. What does that really mean? But that's what my prayer is. I, I, I want to be a part of what God is doing. And if I believe that the best is only seen and recognized and worked through, through the power of God, through what God is doing, then that's where I want to be. Dylan, you can come up. I don't know if you, worship team, I'm going to be starting to wrap up. Here's, here's what I want our prayer to be this week. One that, that we would start working into that, what it looks like to renew our minds. Because here's what I want. I wrote this down. I said, God, I want your thoughts. 
And maybe that's, all, maybe that's all you write down. God, I want your thoughts. I need your thoughts. I want to see myself how you see me. I don't want to be stuck in the past. I don't want to keep feeling like I can't move forward, that I'll always be like this. God, I need your thoughts. God, I need your thoughts. I need your mind. I need a renewed mind. Because on my own, I'm still imprisoned by what happened to me. I still can't get past what happened. Here's the thing. A renewed mind can look at the past and not be defined by what happened. A renewed mind can look at the past and not be imprisoned by shame. A renewed mind can acknowledge the pain that happened without being crippled with fear. A renewed mind can take what has happened and use it to bless those around them, to encourage, to empathize, to offer hope. Imagine if we did that. The ways that God can leverage us to bless others when we're not bound by our past. To maybe even take what seemed like such a negative thing and be able to bless somebody else. To say, yeah, I went through that. And that's hard. And that's unfair. And that shouldn't have happened. But I'm here to tell you, I got out on the other side. And God still loves me. And even if you haven't got out on the other side yet, God still loves you. And there may be some of us in here that on our deathbed, there's still things that we haven't gotten past. And God still says, I love you. That doesn't define you. This life is messy. This life is hard. But hopefully we can all say, you know what, if I renew my mind, if I, if I, if I do this, if I, allow, if I allow myself to have the thoughts that God has for me, man, how can we bless those people around us? the difference we could make if we can renew our mind. Never underestimate the power of your thoughts. Let's pray. God, we thank you for all that you are and the ways that you're working in our lives. And God, we, we ask that you would give us renewed minds. That in order for us to to see ourselves the way you see us, we have to have our, our minds renewed. To understand the ways that you can use us in powerful ways, we have to see ourselves as you see us. Our thoughts have to change. The way we look at things has to change. And that's only through your power, God. Right, go back to that, God. I, I, I pray, we prayed last week, God, that we would surrender to you, that we would give to you, that we would trust you. And, and it's, it's not just, a, again, like a, a light switch. It's not just on or off, God. We know this is a process, and every day we're going to fight that temptation to be selfish. We're going to fight that temptation to do it on our own. We're going to fight that temptation to trust ourselves. God, I pray that each of us would take steps towards trusting you a little more this week. And that just a little bit more we'd have the thoughts that you have. God, we love you and we thank you for all that you're doing, the ways that you're working in our lives, the ways that you're challenging us. 
We thank you for your love. It's your name we pray. Amen. I'm going to invite you to stand and join us.